Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents Escape from Wolfheim, episode 36. The gang's all here. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. Howdy, I'm Kerry. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to Dungeons and Junkies. Um, it's time for Chad to take his seat behind the DM screen. So when you are ready, Chad, do take it away. Why, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to my terrible and wonderful homebrew world of Escape from Wolfarm. I am Chad, and I will be most of the people in this world, but there are a few I'm not, so let's go around the table and find out who they are. We'll start with Alex this week. Hi, I'm Alex, and today I'm Avery. The Azamar wizard who is finally no longer trapped with his best bud, Casador. Yeah, Casador took a whole load off his chest. Literally. I now have a hole in my chest. These are the facts. Let us go down to the other. Let's go to Carrie. Hello, I'm Carrie. I'm generally always Carrie, but today I'm also very Nathan, what elf warlock wizard who's currently still got one arm linked through knives, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that is also a true statement. Let us go next to Caitlin. Hello, I'm Caitlin. I play I play Damien, the Air Genasi Warlock Shadow Sorcerer, who, whose bird is not coming when called, and he is very concerned and now has to deal with these people after a long period of peace and fucking quiet. Another true statement. And finally, finishing out the roster today, let's go to Matt. Yes, I'm playing Wyatt Stanton, uh, detective at Ganymede PD, uh, also a Power Ranger. We have no power currently. Um, also holding the other arm of knives currently. Also an idiot. Eh, kind of part of the court surface. Also, a final true fact. Which leads us perfectly into our recap of last time, here on Escape from Ulfam. Last time, the gang still split up, found themselves all in a real spot of bother. Well, most of them did at least. Avery was still trapped in another dimension. But instead of being hunted, he was being forced to relive painful memories of his past that Casador himself admitted to embellishing, but the kernel of truth was still there. Avery Doe survived this trip down memory lane with a little help from an old friend as Lord Obadiah appeared and whisked him away to his office, allowing Avery to regain consciousness in Casador's lair. Meanwhile, Virian and Wyatt 
found themselves basically neck deep in the shit creek as they dealt with Yukis the Unquenchable, the massive beholder of the Library of Ganymede, who, through some poor judgment by some and some good judgment by others, and then also some good judgment by once again the one who made some bad judgments, Knives was not unconscious after being blasted by Yukis, but after that, they managed to save Knives, grabbing him, both under the arm and flying up, attempting to escape through a hole that Yukis had created in the roof. Unfortunately, they did not realize the library had protections against such things, as they still had the books on them that must actually be checked out down on the ground floor at the checkout kiosks. They found themselves hovering in midair as Yukis bared down on them. But then finally, on the last episode, we had Damien, who still found himself in the care of the Band of Atomism, still in the massive glass pyramid on the edge of the island of Ganymede. And there, Damien dealt with the politics of the Band of Atomism, who, through no fault of Damien's or General Calypso, decided not to move against the problems that are happening here in Ganymede, with both the explosion at the aquarium, the explosion at the hospital, and also this black goo that seems to be taking people over. The Band of Atomism denied that they had any course for this or any reason to intervene. But they did agree, if Damien wished, to bring the party back together. And though a bit shocking, Damien did say, yes, I would like the entire party to be brought back. And through the power of the Band of Atomism, the Ministers of the Watch activated the giant vortex above them and summoned Wyatt, Avery, and Virion with knives still in tow, to the chamber. And we will return right back there to this edition of Escape from Ulfam. Well. Kind of look at knives and I'm like, do you mind if we take him to the med bay addressing the hoity-toities? Calypso looks down at all of you and looks right at you, Damien. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, we will provide you with supplies and food and uh, accommodations and everything like that. Um, please, Aldric, can you help them out, please? You see Aldric come from the base of the stairs, walking over, and he easily scoops knives up uh, from the two of you, just picking them up kind of like a baby and just holding them. All right, I'll get them to a the med bay. Um, you guys can meet me there in a little while. And Aldrich turns and heads off up the stairs with knives. Oof. That was a... How... How did we get here? Vivian, what did you do? I didn't do anything. Still mad at you. 
with that fair. Um, is Avery on the ground or is Avery standing upright? Uh, he's probably just getting back up. Why would offer to help him up? <laughs> he, he doesn't really notice at first, but we'll take the we'll take the hand up after. That's probably when you notice, you know, like big hole in the chest. One more for med bay. I know where it no, is. No, Come no, on. I'm, I'm fine. Avery, well, you Bart. all look like shit, so come on. Also, Bart's down there, so I might as well get that explanation out of the way. Bart's down there? Yes, I'll show you. I'm not having this conversation 50 fucking times. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Wyatt will, will stick, will shoulder um, Avery and help him towards the med bay. You're missing part of your chest. You're coming down to med bay. Can I get a perception check from everyone, please? I don't know if I have my character sheet on. Yeah, 14. Also 14. 28. I missed my uh, bird. 26. All of you, as you begin to move... Damien, you are still looking towards Calypso and the rest of the dais, the raised dais with all of them. And you're the first one to notice as all of these other ministers start to just kind of disappear. As they just kind of, like a whoosh of energy happens and and they all just start disappearing. Until all that's left, and this is when the rest of you see it, is General Calypso and Evelina still up on the dais as they watch... Uh, the four of you make your way towards the staircase. Do not bother to introduce them to the party. (laughs) Uh, You see that neither uh, Evelina stands up and actually makes her way around the back of the rest of the seats over to General Calypso and the two of them, you can see, begin to have a conversation. Cool. This way. Let's kind of do the endless winding of up, then out, then like down again. Do you all follow Damien? Yes, I do anyway. The four of you, Wyatt helping Avery, begin to make your way up the massive spiral staircase. The three of you who haven't been here yet are kind of amazed at just the grandeur of this giant circular hall that's under here. And you can see above you the rolling blue energy of this huge vortex that seems to be lighting everything. You clearly have no base of reference to what the hell is going on or where you are. But as you make your way to the top of the staircase and the wall slides open, Damien leads you out and you step into the massive vortex room with murals covering the walls and you can see as you step out the final one of you step out from this uh wall it slides back closed and you turn around to see the massive mural of this gate being gifted to these people by this massive just otherworldly creature I continue to provide no context. (laughs) 
say Damien as the most annoyed tour guide ever doesn't stop at all and keeps up a very brisk clip as they just exit off the staircase and then immediately just head towards the exit of this room. Oh god, that's a theme park thing. Follow the bottom, just follow the bottom, follow me, brother, follow me. Sort of thing. Ignore everything. If you, if you get lost, it's your own fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anything interesting on the walls in, like, any items worth noting? Uh, there's nothing on the wall. It's just a massive amount of murals, and you can see a whole bunch of people. You just noticed from, from that perception check while you were in there, they're all wearing the same kind of collar uh, that they are wearing in the murals that were the people downstairs uh, amongst the big circle dies were wearing. Maybe you can tell Damien's not in the mood to talk, so he's not going to question for now. We'll walk what's going on. You all hurry after Damien as he continues to lead you out back down the vortex or back down the hallway, down another set of staircase, back into the grand hall for making another sharp left and turning back down another hallway and making their way down to a door that says medical examiner. Wow, just like easy to have a shoulder to like leave the door open with Avery. Like, Damien, having opened the door and walked through, looks at you like, what? Okay, my bad. <laughs> well, I'll just walk through the door with Avery and say, like, um, medic? Uh, can I get the three of you, uh, Wyatt, Avery, and Virian, to make me a perception check? 18. Sixteen plus seven numbers. As you step through the door, Damien, uh, open, you are immediately blown away by an eight-foot-tall Warforge that you see spin around in a white lab coat, and you can see raise a huge metallic hand, going, "Does no one fucking knock?" What? Oh, hey, oh, you, uh, uh, Damien, right? Yeah, I don't. Um, his kind of tone of this Warforge softens immediately as he looks towards the three of you who are all kind of disgusting in a lot of ways, covered in sweat. Avery, you are covered in, like, pieces of sap and brambles and cuts everywhere. Wyatt and Virian, you have... Just like soot from like candle smoke and also just sweat. Your hair is blown all about from flying through the air. And just, you all look an absolute mess. And this Warforged... Okay, oh shit, what? Are you the harbor? What is, what is going on here? Every time you walk into my office, this is now. This is twice you're bringing in some... What the hell? He doesn't have a fucking chest. Are you, are you alive? It's sorry, but uh... Damien kind of gestures at Avery as if to explain why the fuck he's come in here. <laughs> the massive eight-foot-tall Warford steps forward and his other hand raises, and you see all the fingers are, like, long, like, tendril, like, uh, appendages, and he reaches out and they all immediately go towards your chest, Avery, and immediately begin, like, poking and prodding at it. Like, what? 
moving and how are you moving? I don't know, I've been asking myself that for a while. Honestly, I feel fine, I just need to sit down. Need yeah, need to sit down. I'm been tired. Yes, please, no, you come, come in, come in, and knock out. Steps back and um, raises his hand towards the office. The... You, you get the one with the hole in your chest, get on the table. The other, there's some chairs right there if you want to sit down. I'll, I'll be with you in just a second. Why will help Avery to he's all he's quite capable of sitting on a bed with us Wyatt. Not with us Wyatt. Avery will sort of disentangle himself from Wyatt. Thank you. Just please need a minute. But thank you anyway. No problem. Appreciate it. Damien, thank you. Damien's just re-wrapping his absolutely mangled fists, just like, eh? I'm guessing your reason that we're standing here not being devoured by a beholder at the moment, so... The fuck were you? <laughs> As you say that, there's a knock on the door, and Aldric pops his head in, uh, Doc, um, we we need you down there. We need you downstairs. I, I, and he looks at the four of you. You're all fine for a little bit, right? Yeah. Doc turns, and you can see it's odd to see a robot or a Warforge roll its eyes, but you literally see like the eyes roll all the way around and come back up the bottom as he turns around. <sighs> I swear, I'm the only... One who does anything in this fucking pyramid. As this Warforge clomps out the door, closing the door behind him. <sighs> well. We should probably answer a few questions, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. We'll go sequentially. So Where the it. fuck have you been, I say to Avery? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know where to start. The beginning. Okay, that's fuzzy. How long have I been gone for? Honestly, you're going to have to ask why I'm varying that, because I've had some events that have skewed my sense of time as well. So we're in that direction. PM? It's at this point been probably getting close to a month. It's been about 22 days since you've seen Avery, at least. You're not really sure the library kind of skewed your perspective on time as well. Being inside the library was odd, but you know it was just probably south of a month. As you know, you were down in, you know, the basement of uh, the survival room of the hospital for two weeks to begin with. And so, yeah, it's been a bit. Well, last time we saw, I last time we saw you with that creature in the bowels of a hospital. Then two weeks with Damien and Virion here. Um, somehow, I, somehow we didn't all kill each other. It came um, close. 
and then don't know how long we were in the library. You, Bart sent me and Viren on a mission to find a book which could help try and find you, Avery. Um, turns out we didn't need to find a book, it looks like, so that's great in a way. You know, got a live elite, that's great. Um, how, where were you though? Thank you for doing that. Avery got one day. <laughs> oh, thank you for doing that. Very quiet. Appreciate that. All honesty. I don't know. I've spent a lot of time black, blacked out, but it's only felt like a few days. Do any of you know a demon in Casador? Name to bring a bell to me. Can't speak other stuff. Anyway, I ended up in his realm. He's a demon, I think. He likes to. People end up there, but he gets mortals in his realm and hunts them for his, hunts them for his entertainment, hangs their souls on the wall for eternal suffering. That sort of thing. Creepy bastard. One who gave me the hole in the chest. He said if I could survive his hunt, I'd be free to go. But if I didn't, I'd have the same fate as everyone else. So it's been pretty wild. No idea. Still trying to process it, to be honest. It's, it's a lot. Hey, DM. Um, I have. Uh, let me get the spell up. I have minor illusion. Would I be able to make like? mini illusion of what Cazador looked like or at least how I saw him you definitely would yeah I would just I would just hold out my hand in with just a small twist in little green glow in the middle of the room I try to make a rap, ac accurate replica of um, Cazador can I get a constitution saving throw for you please a disadvantage. Ten. Avery, you reach your hand out and you create a picture-perfect image of what Cazador looked like. The bright, violently green eyes, the smile that was just too wide, the, like, gangly, long spider fingers, just the overall just looking like if a otherworldly creature was told to you know make a human but not an actual human was created this this is what Casimir was but as you make this image appear with your hand suddenly Avery you feel 
a pulse in your chest, and I need a constitution saving throw from Virian, Damien, and Wyatt. 19. Yeah, 19. 24. I need an 11. Virian, Wyatt, you manage to avert your eyes. Damien, you see this full on as suddenly as Avery is casting this spell, a golden light forms in the middle of his chest and suddenly just... just suddenly kind of explodes and just covers the entire room in this blinding light. And you just fear it sear your eyes and you will be blinded for the next minute. The fuck? Jesus. Instinctually, I try to summon Julius to be my eyes. (laughs) My baby boy. Roll me a d20. Fifteen. You feel nothing and Julius does not appear. Avery, can I get an insight check from you? On insight. Nice. Twenty-five. Avery, as this golden light explodes out of your chest and then retracts and dissipates, you can feel the access to your old powers. You can feel your radiant soul almost reborn inside of you. I think I'd miss that feeling. Shit, shit, sorry. You're... Are you all right? Never had that. Right. Fine, for I sure. don't need eyes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is all confusing. I need a drink and a nap. I mean, speaking it's of things, you'll need a drink and a nap for. Whilst I wait for my eyes to come back, I just pull out the memory gem from Bart and just play it with no. Explanation. The memory gem activates and all of you see the scene of Bart admitting to being the one who funded the research on the black husks. And then also the video of the final moments in the underground laboratory at Ganymede Hospital. And the memory gem concludes. Then as it does, Damien, you feel the memory gem actually begin to get really hot in your hand and it gets so hot you have to drop it on the ground and as you do it rolls into the center of the room and suddenly a red light kind of expands out of it and kind of encompasses all of you for a second before you hear Biosignatures recognized. Final message playing. And suddenly, a image of Bart literally just kind of appears above it like a hologram of him standing in the center of the room. Okay, um, well, 
I don't know if any of you are all still going to be alive or any of you will find this, but um, yes, yes, um, well, where to start, where to start? I don't know, um, oh, well, this is very difficult. I, look, you all hate me. I know this. I, I know you probably blame me for everything that has happened, but I'm telling you now that there is something much larger here at play. Avery, Wyatt, Virian, Damien. I turn to you four only because at this point you are the only four that I know that I can trust. The aquarium explosion is very much linked to all of this, but it goes much farther back than any of that. This has been going on for hundreds of years. Wyatt, this goes back to the Snatcher. You have been hunting whoever is doing all of this for your entire time here in Ganymede. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it out of this or if I'm a target. Once again, I am sorry. I'm sorry for everything I have done. I've only ever been doing what I have been told and what was for the greater good of Ganymede. Please, the four of you, find out what's happening here. I know you, some of you don't care about anything, but I am telling you this, not caring will get you all killed and no one wants to go to the void. I leave the four of you everything that I own. Go to my apartment, take this gem. It will unlock the front door. Has any supplies that I have there are for you. Please, save Ganymede. And you see Bart close his eyes as the hologram disappears and the gem kind of ooh, turns off. Question for DM. So we watched the whole of that story back to back with this one, yeah? Correct. Wyatt will slightly turn his head ever so slightly in Damien's direction. Where is the prick? He's dying downstairs. Let me finish the fucking job. Wyatt, shut the fuck up, okay? No, back off for a minute here, Damien. No, I'm not in the fucking... You're not the one who came here with him. I've had this on my chest since he got here. He's the fucking reason I've got an infection in my blood. This has been going on for hundreds of years. It's apparently linked to a case of yours. So clearly, if you'd done your fucking job, you wouldn't be infected. Chief Council Ernst has taken all of my... everything I've got on the Thatcher. I haven't got access to that stuff anymore. Were you fired? No, I was signed 
to work for to work for Bart. Well, Bart is currently downstairs in a medically induced coma because because he plane shifted with us. He plane shifted me and him here, and most of him got left behind. So if you want to go beat up the squishy blood mucus corpse that is what's left of Bart, be my fucking guest. Show what a big man you are. You can't blame me for feeling this way, though, Damien. Don't, it's not about blame. I don't give a shit. Yes, That I is the tell. difference. The only shit. I'm not. Viri and I aren't even meant to be in this dimension. Nor am I. You died and got brought here, yes? Did you die by accident? Were your bodies destroyed and your souls trapped in a fucking eternity thing and forced into this shit until they find a replacement? Basically what happened, I was experimenting with my morpher, tried to save someone, a bus for the kid for that matter. They used something I wasn't prepared to use, the bus exploded, I woke up here. So you died normally, and you ended up here, this is purgatory essentially. So yeah, you were meant to be here. Don't know what the fuck's going on with Ice Pop Boy over here. But I'm guessing... I don't know, you said in the hospital you've just woken up, so... Did you die before? So... Fighting someone. Bart, I think Bart knows Bart has something to do with me being here, so we can't kill him because I need to find out why I'm here. So let's be honest, we need him alive. That was a lot to take in, but there's no point killing him for it. Right, well... You went to a library to get the book. That's where you've been. You were in some fucking dimension being chased around by some dickhead with green eyes. I left with Grozny. We got on a Humvee. We went out to the former aquarium. It's now a lake. It's the whole surrounding area is corrupted and falling apart, but not by natural means. We found the remains of the Warforge that was supposed to be guarding it. Went to leave. Varian Taminator 2 still out there. What? They appeared. They stuck some sort of device onto the Humvee, negating all the magical properties. And the defences, and we got blown to Kingdom Come. 
I woke up in the rubble of a building, made my way back to Ganymede by myself, and Brosny had reported me dead. And for what had been a few hours, seemingly a few hours for me, a long fucking walk, but not that long, but it had been several days. So, he, wait, did Grosny orchestrate an attack against you? I don't know. All I know is when we confronted him, I stayed in the shadows. I told Bar about it, and he was continuing to deny that I would have survived. He's even certain that I was dead. Not in the certain way of certain way of like you've watched someone by, but in the you've planned out every detail that it should have happened that way. I confronted we confronted him and him and his soldiers' eyes went static. Brian's always pale, but somehow he goes even paler. Seeing that, hearing that, even we probably weren't going to win that fight. So Bart plane shifted us here, where I've been dealing with these goody two shoes politicians who spent so much time bickering and not actually doing anything. But and then that gem was found embedded in Bart's chest with his confession. So potentially, the entirety of Ganymede sent the whole of the Golden Crane probably fucked. If one of them gets out of the Golden Crane and out of each floor that they were on at the time, whole of Ganymede's probably fucked. And we don't have a magical nuke button in the basement this time. And that's left this whole entire thing to us. Apparently, and he wants us to go to his apartment, which is in the Golden Crane. Fabulous. Just fabulous. But if they're all goody tissues here. If you ask them for help, I'm sure they'll show you to food and beds and whatever. I will be upstairs. Because it's the only fucking quiet room in existence. And, oh yeah, the general... General Calypso, she has like this aura that can affect people, so watch out for that. Virion, glad you're not dead. I'm gonna leave and go to the wind room. (laughs) The door opens back up, Damien, as you attempt to turn towards the door, and it Doc stands in the doorway. Oh, yeah, yes, four of you are still here. Um, uh, if any of you wish to see either the Tiefling or the Gifford Power, I'll take you down to the walls. Um, both are in there for recovery. I'd like to get. He looks at the other three of you. Should probably go down, but I won't kill him. Don't worry, Damien. I really don't care. 
Thanks for your work, Doc. And I'll disappear. Damien, you squeeze by Doc and head towards the staircase that you know leads up to the top of the pyramid. Doc looks right at you, Avery. Uh, if you do not wish to come with us, you can either follow after him. Um, I do believe Aldrich is setting up accommodations uh, in the guest chambers that just below the pinnacle anyways, so um, if you wish to go with your friend Damien, otherwise you can come with us down to the wards. So. I think I might explore this place a little bit. I need to stretch my legs anyway. Alright, um, if you need anything then, um, if you see anyone of the ministers that should be able to assist you. Anywhere I can get myself cleaned up. I have spare clothes, I just gestured to myself. Just manky, dirty, covered in blood. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Um, as I said, if you follow after your friend Damien, uh, they're heading up to the pinnacle, um, just below the top level of the pinnacle. Uh, there are guest suites, and I believe Aldrich is preparing one for each of you, so uh, if you just head after him, you should be able to find your way uh, if you can't catch up, just keep heading up the stairs. You'll reach the top eventually. Alright, thank you. Very quiet. Please, can Appreciate it. Head up. Therian, alright. Avery, you walk by and kind of run a little bit. You can still see Damien off in the distance a bit, so you can follow without having to sprint or anything like that. Uh, but Doc turns back to the two of you. Alright then. With me. And he turns back around and steps out and opens a door right next to the medical examiner's office door. Has a staircase that leads down. Off to you, Vivian. I'll follow the doctor. And why I'll follow the Alright. Uh, quick question. Avery, are you going to attempt to catch up to Damien at all? They seem like they need their space. That's fair. Uh, I just didn't know if you wanted to. If not, then uh, we'll uh, start by uh, heading down stairs as Wyatt and Virian walk down the stairs with Doc clomping behind you. You can hear his metal feet kind of echoing off the stairs as you reach down into a basement and you're in a hallway with multiple doors on either side. And Doc, you can hear from behind you. Uh, we have your friend Bart in Ward 1 and your friend the Githbukai did not get his name here in Ward 2. Knives. His name's Knives. Knives. Alright, and you see him raise the his bulky right arm and a little kind of touchpad uh, appears and you see him just kind of stare at it as he goes, Alright, enter into the system. 
Thank you for the information. Uh, also, I don't have the cause of this one's injury. Do you, it's almost, you know the comical thing where somebody turns really slowly to look at another person? That's what Varian does to Wyatt. Which is like eyebrows raised. Would you believe me if I were to say Beholder? You haven't really gotten a spiel about this place or anything like that, but uh, yes, yes, I, I would easily believe a Beholder. Alright, well... Yeah, a blind beholder at that. Okay, well, that's a bit more interesting. Maybe... Well, maybe that explains why he hasn't woken up there. A dirty-minded blind beholder at that. What? Yeah, I'm not going to put that into my records. I don't, I don't think it really applies to the situation, but... Yeah, if you two want, they're both in, I guess what I'll call stable condition at this time. Page uh, 13's burn into my mind. Yes, well, that's something we can unpack another time. Doc stares down at the two of you. Right, well, I'm going to go check on a few other patients. Um, as I said, if you like to step in and see either of them be my guest. And Doc kind of pushes past you. Oh, he turns back. Oh, you're welcome. I didn't catch your name, Sparkly One. I'm Varian. Varian, you're welcome. Turns back and walks down the hallway. Do you think Nye would even want me to be in that room with him? That's unfortunately not for me to answer. I suppose I don't need to warn you not to start anything like that in here. Of course not. Of course not. Okay, I'll head to Ward 2 first. Are you going with Wyatt? Uh, I'm going to go to Bart first. Fair. Or what's left of him anyway. Alright then. Uh, with both of you, Virian, you head to the door to uh, Ward 2, and Wyatt, you head to the door to Ward 1. You both look at each other as you open the door, and you both step in. We flash to a separate part of the pyramid, as we get to one of the ascending staircases and we see Damien kind of clomping up the stairs and you can see there's Damien is not happy right now. You can constantly just feel the aura of just anger about them at this second as we see them clomping up the stairs a little behind them, probably only maybe a floor behind. We see Avery also making his way up this same staircase as you keep going around and suddenly at one of the bases you see Aldric standing there, Damien, uh, just in his minister's collar and suit, just kind of leaning against the wall as you're walking up. Oh, hey, 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 Damien. Aldric? Uh, so, um, apparently, um, General sent me a message that 
You guys are probably going to be staying here at least tonight. My compatriots are at least. Oh, um, well, uh, if, if you want, I, I, I got the rooms set up for you guys back here. As he kind of points behind him as the, he pushes open, or he pushes a stone and another piece of uh, stone slides open, revealing a hallway. As Avery, you actually make your way up and are now standing right there at this landing with Damien as well. Oh, hey, you're one of the other ones, right? Uh, uh, what was his name, Damien? Avery. Avery, yeah. Weird bird boy. Boy, I guess. But name's Avery. Uh, well, yeah, I was just telling Damien that um, General Calypso told me to get some rooms ready for you guys, and uh, I got I got them set set up back here if you wanted to get, you know, cleaned up or anything like that. No, might not be a bad idea. Um, bit untidy, so won't mind cleaning up. Do you want to see the rooms, Damien, or is the precipice free? Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's up there right now. I'm just gonna go back up there. Need to think. Alright, uh, cool. Uh, well, uh, he kinda steps to the side. Of course, you know, just at the top of the stairs. Doors unlocked as always. Kinda look over my shoulder as I go going. The sparkly one's Virion, the Power Ranger looking one is Wyatt. Thank you, Damien. I don't promise I'll remember that, but. Thanks for looking out for me. I don't remember half the time either. <laughs> can I... Can I sense... Like, can I magically sense anything on that Damien? Obviously Avery doesn't know they've been trying to summon their bird, but... Can I sense, like, anything weird going on with them? Magically? Uh, make me an Arcana check. This, I want to make sure I can get high enough, so I'm going to use my last d6 and add that to the roll. That is good. Um, 18 plus 9 plus 5. You can see that Damien's power seems to be kind of like radiating even more than it was the last time you saw them. And it's kind of even more chaotic than the last time you would have seen it. Like it's kind of like a rolling, like fiery kind of energy now around them. So their power is a lot different. Uh, roll me an insight check real quick. Uh, Nine. Numbers. 14 plus seven. Uh, from just the short time you've known Damien, and you knew Damien, the first time you met Damien was in one of the most stressful situations that could have been imagined. Like, you were in, uh, trapped in a hospital with zombies everywhere, and Damien was completely put together the entire time. This is the first time that you can see Damien has a bit of a wild look to their eyes. They are, this isn't, 
the normal just rage that you saw from Damien before. This is like chaotic, angry energy that is just fueling and firing everywhere in every direction. I'll know which way they turn to go up to wherever they're going, and then I'll go into my room and get cleaned up. Uh, Aldrich turns and uh, kind of just points down this little hallway, uh, and it just leads into a little hallway with four doors. Uh, and, uh, just take whichever one you want. They're all the same. I'll take the closest door then. Thank you, Aldrich. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, Aldrich, uh, one of the ministers of the Watch. Uh, this is the first time you like really look at him and you see the all-black uh, eye that he has. It's just inky darkness that doesn't even reflect light, it seems. It just kind of stares into your very soul. Uh, well, yeah, uh, get cleaned up. Uh, I think there's robe in there if you need it. Uh, whatever, there's... There's a bed, there's a shower, but uh, yeah. Uh, if you want, you can clearly the uh, precipice, as Damien said, is upstairs. Kind of a cool vista to look out. Rain's coming down still. Uh, and if you want some food, uh, just ring the bell and I can take you down to the cafeteria. It gets a little confusing in this pyramid. As Aldrich Kind of gives you almost like a weird bow a little bit. He doesn't really know how to say goodbye to you. Uh, and then just kind of gets a wave and turns around and walks off down the hallway before heading back down the stairs. And I'll go into the thing and get cleaned up because he's a bit concerned. He's a concerned about Damien. Consider it. So he wants to check on them later, but he's going to get cleaned up first. Uh, Avery, you enter into uh, door I as you enter through this door. As you step in, it's very uh, Spartan accommodations. There's a single bed in here with one pillow, a kind of big uh, lambskin blanket over the top of it, a desk with you can see some parchment and a quill on it, uh, and then you can see there is a small uh, bathroom with just a shower and a sink and a toilet. And that's it. You can also see hanging from the door of the bathroom a black robe with a gold sash. And if you enter into the bathroom, you see an actual, like, little caddy with a whole bunch of, like, looking very expensive, like, oils and shampoos and such like that. Avery's... Rough at the moment. They don't really notice how fancy it is. They drop the um, component that they have. They just basically tear off what's left of their clothes and they get in the shower, get themselves cleaned up. And we immediately smash cut as the shower door opens to uh, ward door two opening up, and we see. Virian step into the ward with knives, and we hear that. Dee -dee, dee -dee, dee -dee, dee -dee. 
and you see a whole bunch of machines that you've never seen before, Virian, all connected to knives as you see the blonde Githrakai uh, laying in this bed completely unconscious. Probably a silly question, but how bad is he looking? <laughs> uh, make me a perception check. Seventeen plus six, twenty-three. Uh, as you look at knives, you can see that Doc cleaned up uh, his uh, outside wounds very well. Uh, he's covered in a lot of bandages. Uh, you can see some stitches uh, across his face. You can see that a part of his nose was actually ripped off completely, uh, and that was not replaced. You can see that just now he's missing a piece of the tip of his nose. Uh, but it looks like the Doc, the Warforge, Cleaned him up pretty well, uh, but he seems to still be completely unresponsive to anything like that. Any talking. He hasn't woken up at all. Hmm. Baron probably does just hang around in there for a short while. He probably does try talking to Knives because he vaguely remembers reading somewhere that a lot of people can still hear things when they're unconscious, even if they can't respond. But then he's not sure if he's remembered that correctly and feels a bit foolish. Talking out loud, just telling Knives that we made it out of the library, thanks to Damien. There's no response this... from Knives at all. You just see uh, the, hear the... The monitor is going off. He probably stops talking after that, though, because it's one of those moments where he's not talking loud, but because aside from the monitor, there's no other noise in the room, it just makes it seem really loud and kind of unnerving. Make me a perception check, please, Virian. Dice, okay. That's a crit 20 plus 6. These hard dice are cool. Hearing as you're looking at all these monitors, you see a glint out of the corner of your eye, and you look over to the wall, and you see hanging there, uh, knives is holster with his hand cannon in it. You also see his coat and his clothes uh, folded up on a table, but then you see his saddlebag hanging there as well. Like some sort of desecration to carry someone's bike while they're unconscious. But can I go and see if he's still got the book in there? Definitely. Uh, make me an investigation check with advantage. I actually have something to this now. Please tell me they cleaned the blood smears off the wall from Damien beating the shit out of it. It has been scrubbed. Okay, with advantage, that is a 21. 17 plus 4. Virian, you flip open the top of this bag and immediately look into a massive space that is much larger than what this bag should be able to have. But as you stare into this bag for a second, suddenly just kind of as if called to you, you see the top of the book pop up as you see the binding 
of multiversal theory and practical application by Everett C. Smythe found in this very odd leather and just scrawled, kind of cut into the side, not even written on the binding, but cut into it. Oh, clothes, knives, bag, knives, knives bag. I know that one. And um, I'll put the multiversal history book in my own bag. Just start to go to the door, take one more look at knives before I let go. Because it feels like there's not really a lot that Irene can say at this point. He doesn't want knives to get well, and if Wyatt tries anything like that again, he's getting a slapping. But there's nothing else to be said, so Virion will leave the ward. Virion giving one last look towards knives and hearing the. Opens the door. And the door smash cuts to Wyatt opening the door to Ward 1 as Wyatt steps into a much more expansive. And you, you've you seen machines like this before. Wyatt Police Station has a pretty advanced infirmary area. There are so many of them, though, hooked up to uh, Bart. And you can see him kind of like his arms have to be extended and you can just see there's so many tubes going into so many different parts and so many different just different monitors all over as you see bart connected to all these machines laying and wrapped in bandages that you can see are already seeping through with liquids but make me a perception check right away please Seventeen. Over the top of all of these, all these monitors going off constantly. You see Bart's mouth moving, and you can hear the words "Reg Megapod, Reg Megapod, Reg Megapod," just over and over. Reg Megapod. Just Bart's voice. It's the only thing. It's it's airy. It's not. Even it's not even a living voice anymore. It seems to just be a rattle that just keeps coming out of his body over and over, just as these machines just keep beeping constantly. Well, it will go closer to to knives. And is there a chair Bart. by the bed? Is that Bart? Sorry, sorry. Habit saying knives last few episodes. <clears throat> oh, not problem. Is um is there a chair next to where uh, the bed? Uh there is a chair like closer to there's a chair against the wall. It's about, you know, six feet away. I drag the chair to uh next to the bar and I and I will sit down in it. It's sort of like lean forward in the chair. Like like one hand under his chin, resting the other one on his, resting the elbow on his knee, and, set, and he's like, I can't believe I'm actually going to help you. 
carry out what you want. Whatever has caused this, I'll give everything I got. If you pull through, we need to talk. I actually hope you don't die. Just... Why doesn't... Why doesn't even finish what he's saying? He just stands up. Sort of like nods solemnly actually at bar and then leaves the room. As you stand up and walk away from the bed, you just hear Bard's voice, Yeri, Reg Nagelpot, Reg Nagelpot, Reg Nagelpot. Monitors. Going off constantly. As you open back up the door stepping out into the hallway and just almost as if by fate the same time Virian steps out into the hallway and you look and you both kind of close the doors behind you as you both look at each other again. How's he, how's he doing, Virian? You're muted. Not good, Wyatt. He's lost part of his nose, so that's something. Oof. It's just... Maybe it's time we should rest. I agree. Um... He was... Bart was muttering something over and over and over. He, yeah, he was muttering, hope I've written it down right. It probably can't be any worse than what I've written as. <laughs> Regnerpot. So it's like one of the times you can't really ask the DM to spell it out for you. Regnerpot. Regnerpot, over and over that's, and over. That's slightly different to what I've got written down, but okay. <laughs> okay, that's something else to deal with. Wondering if it might be more of that lost language that we had to deal with before. You get your hearing checked, my brother. <laughs> bit of a bit of a tape. Alex spelled out in our chat saying Craig's at the bar. You dick, Alex. Who the fuck is Greg? Come on, man. I'm tr we're trying oh, to finish shit. a scene over here. Shit, Ferris. Okay, right. <clears throat> we should probably rest. I don't think that David's going to want to see me. 
But maybe you should go and try and find Damien. That was my plan. Please stop looking into my mind. It's very uh, unsettling. I, I'm going to go and see if I can find Avery. Okay. Um, first things first, because I don't really know where I am. As we leave this area, I'm going to try and find someone to point me in the direction of the angry Ganassi. <laughs> Uh, as you two both exit out the wards and turn to and make your way back up the staircase, the dock had let you down. Uh, the door slides open and you step back out into a huge hallway and you see once again Alistair standing there as he looks at you and you both notice now for the first time the all black eye that is just completely inky blackness. No reflection of light at all, just seemingly absorbing all light. As he kind of stands there with his arms crossed, leaning against the opposite wall. Oh, hey, hey, uh, uh, v- Virian and Tucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, you two, uh, Damien's friends. And a stretch. Well, I like it why it's funny. Well, to be fair, friendship usually is a two-way thing. And I don't think apart from you, Damien likes anyone. Maybe maybe that pigeon he has. Yes, maybe it's because you keep calling Julius a pigeon. I'd advise against that, Wyatt. Okay. He wonders why I don't want to talk to fucking Wyatt. <laughs> it's okay. He's not here. Okay. Um, do you happen to know where the um, where the the Asimov with no chest went? Oh yeah, I, I sent him to the rooms. General Calypso uh, has accommodations prepared for all four of you, uh, so I, I sent him up to his room. Uh, okay. If you just head up any turns, any points, just down this hallway, back to the main hall. You'll see a huge staircase up on the left side. Just take that thing almost all the way up. You'll know when you're near the top. You'll come to a landing with a picture of a laying down crocodile. Just stop there for a minute. It'll slide open and you can head on in there. Uh, I think your friend uh, Avery, it was, took uh, room one. So just take a one that isn't actually, you know, taken. I will... Uh... Would you be able to point me in the direction of Damien, by any chance? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so, actually, same directions, except for instead of stopping at the landing, uh, you're going to keep taking the stairs up another floor, and that's going to take you up into the uh, pinnacle of the pyramid, up into the precipice. And uh, that's where Damien's been spending most of his time here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, if you guys need anything, uh, just, I'm sure someone will be around to ask. And there's not actually too many people in the pyramid. Never mind. I, I'll find you guys at some point. Uh, I'll come and get you for some food or something, all right? Thank you. Thank you. And Alistair kind of gives you guys both a, an odd salute uh, before kind of just turning and heading off down the hallway in the opposite direction. Well then, I start yeah. heading in the direction that was pointed out to me. Well, I have to go the same way to, to, to meet out with Avery, so we'll, to like, quietly walk. 
with Virion up to the floor request required then go into the accommodation leave Virion alone you do the awkward thing where you kind of say goodbye to someone but then end up having to go the same way for like the whole time so you don't really know what to say anymore because you've already said your goodbyes and you don't have anything left to say so just a very awkward kind of trip up the staircase where the two of you are you know within each like you know a few feet of each other Virian and Wyatt, you two continue up the stairs. You make it to the landing with the uh, mural of the laying down crocodile. And Wyatt, you turn and the wall slides open. And you see a hallway with four doors in it. In a bit, Virian. Virian does that awkward goodbye not carrying on his way. Wyatt makes his way down looking for Avery's door. Wyatt, as you kind of grab the first door, you can feel that door one is locked. So you assume uh, Virian, or I mean Avery, must be in there. Well, I, remember, I remember the guys downstairs saying he was in room two, so I go to door two. Uh, you walk to the door, it has two eyes on it, uh, and you open it up. And you walk in, and you find the same kind of Spartan accommodations. A single bed, pillow, blanket, desk with a quill and parchment, and a bathroom with a single shower, a toilet, and a small sink. The same robe and soap and oil kit, though, does greet you as well in the uh, bathroom. Okay, so Avery's not in here then. He's in room one. Told you that. I thought he was room two. Okay. Anyway, I will uh, drop my stuff off in here because I'm I'm claiming room two, and we'll then head back to um, knock on door one. Why Avery walks out knocking on door one and calling for Avery as the camera smash cuts up to the precipice and we see Damien by himself sitting up at the top. What's Damien doing at this time? Uh, Apart from having opened basically all the windows, (laughs) kind of standing in the breeze in his full air ganassi glory fear him. Uh, he's probably, he's gonna like stand there and just kind of feel the wind for a bit and keep trying Julius, even if it's just a glimpse that white room of hell. Uh, roll me a d20 please. Uh, six. Damien, you keep trying over and over to summon Julius and nothing happens and nothing happens and you feel a bit of blood begin to pour from your nose, just a trickle, but you keep trying and you keep trying and then suddenly you blink and you open your eyes and you're once again, you can't move, you're in just a solid white room and you can feel that you're like strapped to something 
and you look to the right just for a second and you can see Julius like sitting on a pedestal, completely frozen. But then you blink and you're once again in the precipice, alone. It's just blood pouring from my nose. And as this happens, the door to the precipice swings open as Virian uh, steps up the stairs up into the precipice. Farsuk, I noticed this blood going out of Damien's nose. I'm panicked just a little bit. Like, what's happened to you now? Huh? Oh, Virian, hi. It's fine. Look very fine. Damon kind of looks at his ruined hand, like ruined knuckles, and like touches, uses the bandages on his hands to try and clean some of the blood off his face. <sighs> Sit down if you want. I'd shut the door behind me. Sit down. Find someone to sit down. Kieran, you find yourself in the pinnacle of the pyramid. Uh, as you look about, you now see that you are in an entirely huge, massive glass pyramid, and you are probably a good two to three hundred feet in the air at this time. As you look out onto the outskirts of Ganymede, uh, in one direction, you can see the golden crane in the center of the Ganymede island. Uh, out to the back of one side of the pyramid, you can see the sea of fog but you can also feel the rain pelting down from above. But the glass windows that Damien has opened open upwards, so they're kind of holding most of the rain out, but the wind is kind of you know, whipping through here with the breeze, but you can smell the rain on the air. You know, under any other circumstances, this would be incredible. Yeah, I've missed. The main thing I've missed about our world is the smell of rain without it, you know, drowning me. If you look at Damien, his tattoos are basically kind of trying to copy the wind patterns as it goes through. His Ganassi tattoos are just kind of dancing with the wind, really. back home. My family's home was on the edge, on the outskirts of the forest. And every time it rained, there was always a smell. Something I miss. I used to live near a river. In the rainier months, it always swelled and everything kind of smelled. But like, the morning fog in a forest where everything's slightly like yes so there's this one point when the seasons were changing every morning you would look out and the forest would just be covered in a fog I don't know when I don't have many memories of then so I'll take your word for it 
Josephine and Elf. You live forever, even if you're not down here. Sometimes I forget how old you are in comparison. No offense. <laughs> Do I? Well, they asked if I, if I, their consolation for not getting involved was to retrieve compatriots of my choice. And, I mean, I was just going to bring you. But a little voice in my head was like, can't abandon them. At least not yet. So here they all are. No, it's not ideal for you, but I do think we all need to stick together for the time being. I don't know, Brian. Jimmy. I've always been about survival, and right now I. I don't know. I feel like going back there is a death sentence. Leaving is a death sentence. There's no way out of any of this. I hate it. Since we got here, nothing has been in my control, and I hate it so fucking much. even taking Julius. You've just taken him? I don't know. I, he was with me earlier. We were, I was feeding him chicken in the, in the equivalent of a giant food hall downstairs. But I stepped, we stepped away for a while and as I went to go to their meeting, Suddenly, I can't access him anymore. A question for the DM. Yes? Can I feel my magic here, or is it just Damien that's suffering at the moment? You feel totally fine. I mean, except for you're still absolutely exhausted. You haven't rested at all since entering the library. But, I mean... Besides that, no, you feel completely or complete access to all of your magic. Okay. No explanation, I assume. It's not them, apparently. I confronted Aldrich on it, and he was just confused. Genuine confusion as well. I can spot a liar of Marlowe. Every time I try and call Julius, I'm. I either get nothing or I get flashes of white room and whatever I'm looking through, be it a version of me or a vision or something else entirely 
strapped down and able to move, and Julius is just on a pedestal nearby, staring. And, well, a gesture like the ruin that is my bloody nose. It's not like I've been cut off from the Raven Queen's abilities. It's just you guys. I don't get why they would. Why it's just him. to try and murder things recently. Maybe when... Maybe when Bart plane shifted, something in me got left behind as well, and it just took a while to kick in. It's a possibility. Thanks. I think it's quite common that things being left behind. You remember when Cal was with us? Yeah. We were essentially hired out for the day just to do a job. It um got a bit messy to cut out all the middle part. And to get out of it, I had to leave a little bit of my soul behind. Is that why you asked in the elevator in the hospital? Not losing yourself. Actually. <laughs> I think we've got some choice. With what Bart's left behind for us. part of me wants to take the supplies they give to us and just try on my own. Is that what you're going to do? I don't know. I'm a survival instinct. I don't fear death anymore. After that explosion, it's just... Tired of doing what other people want me to do. Just because it's part of some greater plan, or it's the right thing to do, or because I put a fucking bomb in your neck. Suppose that's how we get her. The idea of dying and being trapped in an infinite void terrifies me. And I've had to make a promise to someone recently that I'll stay alive. 
And when Varys sat down, he tends to hold his spellbook and carry it round rather than keep it anywhere in particular. He's just gonna glare at the spellbook. Spell <laughs> See you, Taryn. Look shit. As troubled as you've been lately, inherently you are a decent person, don't you? So for about to turn and be like, I trust you for to do this, you instinctively know what the right answer is. Especially if you've got something to stay alive for. Wyatt has lived here for hundreds of years. In another way, this is his home. And Avery... I don't know, but... He wants answers, and following that path is the only way to get them. Apart from following you, I don't see a reason how this could benefit me in any way. yourself because nobody else will. Nobody else has. Why I became Damien? Because no one else would look after me. Oh. I'm sure she may have to be yours. No. Just know if I make the choice to try and walk away, it's not because of anything you've done. I remember that. If you die in a stupid way, I will resurrect you just to kick your ass. <laughs> I doubt it. Go get some rest, Vivian. You look like you've been put through a blender. I'm gonna hug Damien. Yeah, he'll allow it. It's kind of, you know, like when you hug someone and they don't know what to do and they just kind of awkwardly lift their hand and they're like, fat. Thank you. Damien. I used to be zero. I was given when I was born. Yeah, well, Wyatt will probably find a way to be like, Haha, it sounds like zero, because you're a zero. When we were in the Beholder's Lair, if it couldn't hear us, I would have slapped six shades of shit out of him. <laughs> Quite hard oh, you've come actually. so far. <laughs> I don't need to climb beyond the joke. If you take one thing from knowing me, sometimes you have to go on the offensive with idiots. I did that. 
Oh, well. Maybe to it. They have a massive coffee machine that I'm sure does some very nice tea. I'll check it out at some point. And I will leave in my spellbook on you, Damien B. You exit back down the stairs. Damien, what are you, you going to stay in the precipice? Yeah. I think if Damien goes downstairs to one of those rooms, he's probably going to try and set out on his own. He doesn't know if that's what he wants yet. That's fair. Damien stays alone in the precipice. Furion begins to make his way back down the stairs. But the camera smash cuts back to Detective Wyatt knocking on door number one and calling for Avery. Avery, are you there? very enthusiastic about writing in his spellbook at the moment. It's what's going on, and just uses his mage hand to open the door. Not really looking up from his book, because he just continues to write. Why well, I let himself in, hold on behind him, and say, Hey, uh, how, how are you doing? One minute. Avery just continues to write in his spell book at like lightning chase. Well, we'll wait patiently for him to finish. Avery's like, has there been in here at all? There's a small little like uh, trash bin next to the desk. Avery's just chucked all his old clothes in there except fucked at this point. He's put on like his old um, wizard attire, which it, me being the typical nerd I am looks a bit like Doctor Strange's getup, because why not? And um, perfect timing, actually. I've got something I'd like to try. New spell. Okay. Just, just a small idea. Just as much as you want to resist, try not to. You need to meet a rabbit or something, are oh, you? Yeah. Um, as he sort of calms down, I'll just try telekinesis on him to see if I can lift him up in the air. Alright, uh, why are you gonna let this happen? Since he's told me it's coming, I'm going to just be like, just like stand there, pretty much. Avery, you very easily feel the power, like, kind of emanate from your mind, and why you suddenly feel weightless as you're lifted five feet into the air and begin to just float there. Whoa! Am I like, no, like ver- my vertical or my like like I'm like like flying? No, I'm just holding you up in the air, and I'll just slide you over to the left. 
Right, now that you're over there, can you just get that cobweb, please? It's been bugging me. <laughs> Wyatt will wave his hand in where the cobweb is. Thank you. You're I'll a just you, put you down. You're a wizard. You, you, it seems like a kind of a waste of magic to do that, but okay. Thank you. Yeah, That's I know. Impressive. I, I just had the idea. I was going to deal with the cobweb, but then I had the idea for this because where I was, let's be honest, it would have been quite handy to be able to do that. Well, it's, it's very impressive. It's very impressive um, bit of magic you got there. Though I'm out of ink and paper now to add, so I'll have to try and get some more at some point. We'll, we'll, see, we'll, we'll find some supplies at some point. Anyway, enough about your magic. How are you doing? I mean, you were ripped to another dimension. Avery, we've only known each other a short period of time, but Bart was extremely angry that we lost you in particular. Yes. He has something to do with me being here. I know that much. Yeah, well, maybe we'll find something bad that we'll get to the apartment. But, thanks. For everything back there. I know I keep saying it, but. It's just I'm, having a hard time comprehending everything at the moment. I wonder. Um. Yeah. You um, what actually? So you conjured this thing downstairs. Is that what did this to you? Pointing at your chest. Something named Casador. Demon, I think. Uh, let's be honest. No. I'm sure we're going to bump into him again at some point because I'm sure he's pissed at what happened, but uh, well, he ain't flare us. Well, he ain't gonna. I c- I'll do my best to help you if that happens. Okay. Thank you. So I've had a change. I've had a change of heart when it comes. To the way I do everything. Okay. My, my style for magic is quite aggressive. I, I've let my anger just drive my emotions for a while now, and I don't. If there's something that happened while I was there, I don't feel like I need to anymore. And if you just. You're always up in the enemy's face, and you're not that well armed, apart from the whole magical get from your wrist or whatever that suit is. So, using telekinesis, I'll um, pick up the long sword that's sat by the desk and then flow over to him. Would you like this? I don't think we're going to use it again. Evie, I. I can't take this. This is yours. 
saved your life. Probably. Love it. And no one will see if you don't want it. I understand that, but it will be staying here. I don't need it anymore. I'm not gonna read. I I will humbly accept this gift if you're giving it to me. But we'll see more use with you. I can imagine. Plus, it's selfish, so it's better looking than most sorts. Despite what the people say, elves do have fantastic taste. Question for Alex, I guess, and the DM. Um, does it have a scabbard or is it just sword game? Uh, scabbard and everything. It connects to um, it connects to the um, belt rather than over the back. It's like um, a um, it's like a regular sort of long sword, but it's got like a blue strap around the handle, and the guard is um, angled a bit as it protrudes outwards. And the blade's just covered in, like, an elven poem. It was a gift from a friend of mine, but... It's a congratulations, but I think you'll get more use out of it than I will. I'll do... I will... I will treasure it, and... Thank you. Um, I also will, uh, use it if I need to. Thank you. Um, he what hooks it to his his belt. Too much. Wyatt had a long thought he didn't have before. I'm sure he had a long sword somewhere in his bag. He didn't realize nope. about. No. Funny mess all of this, isn't it? Not sure, not sure funny if the word I'd use. You remember that black sludge gooey stuff that we saw when we were in the hospital? No, yes, I remember that. It's in my blood. <coughs> Fascinating. In fact, DM, have I still got cuts on my head or not? Oh yeah, you're still quite messed up. You haven't rested, and Doc didn't even look at you at all. Okay. Uh, I hold up my my cut hands and show that the blood is black. This isn't from where it's dried either. This is literally what's coming out of my veins. Mm. I don't know if I take a sample. Pun. If I take a sample. Um, don't take the wrong way, but why? Like, examine it. There. Do I open it in my bag? Do I still have the vials of the um, green, glue, gooey blood that I got from those doggos? You do. Okay, so then means I still have a couple empty vials left. I show him the um, green liquid. I like to, I like to study things, work out what they are. Like I collected this from a dog after I made its head explode. I don't know how, because I blacked out. But 
Fine, take a small amount. If you can help me, then I'd appreciate it. But I accepted that I am not. I don't know how long I've got. I'll just make a small incision. <laughs> Clench his fist and knife comes out the top of a adamantium arm. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, d- I discovered this when I fought a giant ape. It- it's Andy. A-, a giant, a giant ape. God Almighty! I, I thought the holder was massive. You heard of Beholder before? Yes, Wyatt, I know what the Beholder is. And there's one here. Yeah, well, it can stay away. No one's here again. Fascinating. Anyway, take some of this. thing that's tough. Right, hold his hand out. Take it, take it a bit, and then, you know, we move on. Right. Hold still and this should just be fine. And I'll just make a cut and draw some blood into me fine. Or at least attempt to about cutting his hand off. Just have him off and his hand. Just stab the hand, I'm gonna go cut the wrist slightly, get some blood. Avery, it actually shocks you at uh, the difficulty that it takes you to actually get through the skin as it takes you a couple, as you're trying to be quite gentle, but you actually have to be, you know, kind of a little forceful to even get a trickle of blood out of Wyatt's wrist. But you eventually do get uh, a small cut to open, and you do get some of the black blood from Wyatt. It still flows like normal blood, but it is solid black. Fascinating. Yeah. <clears throat> I love an alchemist, so it'd be interesting to see if this has any uses. Right. Or even what? Or even if there's a cure for it, maybe. Bearing in mind, the last. Yeah, that's... Bearing in mind, Avery, the last people who investigated it, um, three million deaths later, we had to nuke the entire hospital. Three million people died. Three and a half. And also, I nicked it. Fuck you. <laughs> Many was it. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> also, please do me one favour. You do not know how much I mean this as well. Do not do that spell you did ever again unless you have an anchor anchor Art said that you have an anchor to do that sort of thing does why even know what an anchor is yep Art mentioned it in front of me Art uh, explained interdimensional travel uh, and how difficult difficult it was way back when and the Duke of Albany to both Virian and Wyatt even a few things I wrote yeah, down that session. <laughs> yeah, but remember that, yeah. That's interesting. What What is an anchor? It's not obviously I, something I've ever needed before. 
I'm not. I believe that Bart had some kind of like tattoo, which tied him to the plane. I'm not entirely so sure. It's, it's not made of expertise. Uh, you probably best. You put. You probably better fast than Damien. But I, I think I gather what that is anyway. I think oh. that would basically just be like a magical effect or that sort of thing. Probably. But in any case, um, I'll let you. Do, I'll leave you to rest now. I'm gonna go rest as well. Um, I need to recharge for my. Uh, I'm off anyway, so. Um, it, I'll see you. I'll see you in a better time. It's good to be back, to be honest. Good to have you back. Well, I'll put your hand out, shape. Shake his hand. Well, I've been awkwardly through. Awkwardly being the prime word. Wyatt, as you like leave the room, you almost walk into Virian, who has entered into the hallway and looks at you for a second. Hey, Does Wyatt still have, like, the sword on show? Yeah, the belt. Yeah, it's on his belt. He just walked out of the room. Oh, just because I can read, like, the handle. <laughs> oh! Does it say anything interesting? Oh god, is it embarrassingly personal? <laughs> Not as muted then. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's. I was just. No, obviously it didn't make. Didn't actually make up the word. Make up the story, but it's just like a love poem written in Elvish. Say, um. Interesting sword you have there, Wyatt. Still looking at the handle. Uh, Avery um, gave me this. He said he didn't need it anymore. Oh. Oh, that's tragic. Still looking at the handle. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Uh, is something wrong with a sword? Oh. Oh, you can't read it? I don't speak that language, no. Understandable. It's, um... I'm just going to read it out. It's a little personal. Okay. don't mind me, I'm going to go and get some rest. And I will pat that white on the shoulder as I go past him. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll make a note to uh, look up what it says later. <laughs> and heads back to room two himself. Take room four. Personal. Wyatt, or you head back into room two. Virion, you head to the second door on the left and head into room four, aka IV on the door as you step in and Virion, you once again find the same kind of Spartan accommodation, single bed, pillow, blanket, desk, parchment, quill, robe, shower, tub or shower, sink, toilet, and you also get the 
shampoos and oils, obviously. Yeah, the first thing Varian's going to do is make himself not disgusting. Varian immediately smash cuts through uh, getting ready, things like that. Uh, Avery, go back to for one second. Is there anything you would like to do while you're in your room by yourself? I've neglected to ask. Um, does Avery have any of those magic items that he had when he was in the games of Casador? Um, the you still have the Ring of Speed and the axe, but you do not have the other items. And this my shiny blue boots, but okay. I mean, I was hoping for the ring of speed, to be honest, so works for me. Is there anything else you would like to do? Or would you just like to get some rest? Um, As you are still pretty fucked up. I mean, Avery's running on just adrenaline at the moment from thinking about the telekinesis spell to... I don't know, all the shit that happened back there. So against... Against my better judgment, I think I'm going to go check on Damien. Try not to die. Alright. Uh, we well then you can head up to the precipice. Uh Virian, is there anything you would like to do while you are in your room by yourself? I would like to try and talk to Tyron. Uh, you step into your room and after getting cleaned up. Uh, you look at your spell book that you put on the desk sitting there. Uh, what would you like to say? That's all just say thank you for getting us to Yukos in the first place. As you stare at the spell book, Virion, suddenly the dripping water in the bathroom you hear it slow down till the drip, drip, drip. Then it stops. And suddenly, you're in an all white space. And you stare at Terran standing, looking quite resplendent in a long coat with a nice uh, three piece suit on, buttoned up, uh, a nice maroon tie. Uh, holding a cup of tea in his hand as he stares at you. You're welcome. Now that's twice I've been in your debt. Well, honestly, if you count, you know, blowing me up, you're three times in my debt. Oh, and then getting me turned into a shrunken head four times. Oh, and then getting me... technically my doing. Banished to a spell book five times. Again, that technically wasn't my doing, but okay, I will take that. As Terran sips the tea he's holding. Did you want something else, or is this just a house call? Since you basically own me now. Actually, I think since I'm already in your debt, you may as well ask, what do I actually owe you? You see the uh, tea 
and the saucer just disappear as Terran puts his hands together. I told you, boy, you will owe me a debt that I will ask you to repay at some point. That is not this point. So, there is all the information that I choose to give you. You're not going to be in here forever, and I know that. So when you get out, I've been curious for a while. Are you going to kill me? You see, Terran kind of locks eyes with you, and an almost quizzical expression crosses his face as he stares at you. That truly is the million dollar question, isn't it? Because you're right. I will find a way out of this book. Ever since I've been kept alive, I've been slowly plotting and planning what what would I do if I got my body back? Hmm. Would I kill the one who has not only ruined my life once, not twice, but thrice? Or do I turn the other cheek, as some would say? I ponder each and every day, Mr. Nafim, whether or not I would kill you. But as I sit here now, basically connected to you and everything that you are. No, no, I, I don't need to kill you. You have created your own personal hell that is far worse than anything I could have ever done to you personally. So no, I'm going to make sure you survive and you just have to keep on living more and more and forever and ever. As long as I am in this book, I will make sure that you are powerful and able to survive in this terrible world so that I can just watch you eat yourself alive day by day with all of that grief and guilt for everything you've done and caused. As the cup of tea once again appears, he takes a long sip. But, you know, I don't know if you're ready to actually hear those facts yet. But no, Virion, to answer your question, I have no desire to kill you at this time. That's a fair answer. There's one other thing I've been curious about recently. You are... And he's deliberately using the present tense. <laughs> you are one of the most powerful beings in our homeland, as it were. I've always been curious. Did you ever have any sort of faith in me? Or was it just father's money? Talking, bribing the school. Did you always know that this is what I am? You see him take a long drink off the tea. This, this is what I'm talking about, Virion. 
This is why I will never let you die. You constantly, with this self-flagellation and, oh, does anyone love me or anything of that nature? Mr. Nafine, if I had thought you worthy of nothing, you would have not been in my class, regardless of your father's money or anything else that that school would have dictated. As you said, I was leagues beyond anyone else at that school. If they dared to step against me, if I had kicked you from my class, I would have squashed them like an insignificant bug, like anyone else who was in my path. Mr. Nafine, I do not need to be here to be your psychiatrist or your crying pillow. You need to get your head on straight. You have always had something inside of you that has propelled you, that is powerful, but you just beat it down constantly by thinking about what your father cared about or what your family thought. Just be yourself, Mr. Nafine. Who the fuck cares about anything else? Therian goes silent because he wasn't expecting that kind of answer at all. He's more expecting to be told to fuck off or something to that nature. <laughs> okay. Well. I will, um, I will leave <clears throat> to it. Awkward. <laughs> See as Terran sips his tea once again. Oh, please come back at any time. I'm always here for you, Mr. Nafine. I'll skedaddle back to reality, as it were. As the whiteness all dissipates, and you just are left with the image of Terran staring into your eyes, and suddenly you're back in the very Spartan accommodations, and once again, the water dripping in the background. Drip. 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 Goes back to normal, as you're once again just standing there by yourself, staring at your spellbook. put the spell book away and attempt to trance but that was really something <laughs> you sit on the bed cross-legged and begin to try and focus and after a bit of just hearing Terran's voice just echoing over and over in your head you do eventually find your calm meditative state and you enter into a trance. The camera smash cuts once again away from Virian, and it goes to the staircase as we see Avery climbing the stairs up to the precipice, reaching the door and swinging it, stepping up into the precipice. Avery, you're immediately uh, buffeted by the winds that are whipping through these open windows. You can smell the rain. And as you look about, you can see just the sky above, just the dark clouds, the pink lightning firing off in all directions, the cracks of thunder echoing through. And you see in the center of the room, Damien standing by himself, just letting the wind buffet him back and forth. Yeah. Never been so nervous about an interaction, actually. 
Right. Yeah. So Avery just he probably walks over to the window first and just takes a look out over Ganymede. We can see to break the silence. And... And my and the earbud just fell out for some reason. <laughs> Buffeted by the wind. You know, I never did, never did see Ganymede when I first got here. It was transported straight outside the hospital. It's kind of it's like nothing I've ever seen before. I'll have to ask Wyatt for a better description. I've only been here several months. It's still so new, really. Just trying to comprehend everything that's happened. <sighs> Why are you here, Avery? wanted to say thank you for helping the three of us out earlier. I think if you hadn't granted the opportunity to call us here, I'd probably be dead by now. Yeah, well, Varian's rubbed off on me. I'm just leaving Will to die, no matter how much my instinct said it was the better plan. I get that. You gotta do what you, what you, you gotta do what you think is the best for you. Cameron kind of gives you an assessing glance at that. He's kind of staring at you as if he could see your very soul, <laughs> or lack thereof, depending on who it is. For a while, before before my death and in Ganymede General, I had the same mindset. I I saw something while I was in the realm of Casador, and it made me reflect on that. You know, I should try to do what's right for change. I felt like I never really gave myself a proper gave you all a proper introduction in the hospital. Tell us. We've been alive twenty minutes at that point. It's kind of bit. Yeah, well when three out of the four of us have just woken up from deaths, it's not really the best area for a heart to heart. No. Just woken up from death and then Static guide zombies try to eat you. It's all the first day. Seems like a Tuesday for all time. That's an oddly specific. That's an oddly specific phrase. I mean, when I first got here, the eye in the sky ate someone. So you know. Apparently, that's how they tell the time about whether the eye in the sky eats people. Sounds like this place. It sounds like a good for me. 
Julius. That was his the his name, wasn't it? Damon kind of locks into a more defensive pose. Yeah, my spirit raven. Just heading up the stairs and can feel your magic. It feels erratic compared to what it was first time we met. Why are you feeling He's my not magic, with you. Avery? I feel anyone's magic. It's it's not like I can turn it off. I can I tend to just feel it naturally without even trying. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're talking to a fellow magic user. You only know details about whether something's erratic or not when you look deeper. Didn't feel right, so I examined it, and I'm sorry I couldn't help myself. Just Try not want to, do to it help again. if I can. I won't. I just want to help if I can. Highly doubt you can, even. Yeah. Leave, leave you to it. What did you mean when you said you used to have a similar mindset? When I was at the college that I spent a few years at, there was an accident. I tried to push too far and resulted badly. Got kicked out and I just let, just let anger take over me. I didn't, I didn't use my conscience. I just used my survival instincts. I didn't give a shit about anyone else. I just let myself fall into to my dark routine. People got hurt. Isn't it picking up that? Isn't sure. People are hurt and I didn't care. It's only till a vision or an event in Rome of Casador that I realized that my dad was just awful. It's taken me all this time to realize that, to let it really sink in, must arrogance at the time. Damien kind of looks at you and there's... He's always kind of cold and standoffish, but this feels glacial as he looks at you. The world has made it very clear, every world has made it very clear, that who I was born as, who I wish to be, was not to their liking. 
So yes, I became angry. Yes, I became vengeful. Yes, I became dark and twisted and however the fuck you want to call it. I left the rest of that behind because it was the only way to live and it's the only way I want to live now. So good for you if you've had an, an epiphany. Good for you if it makes your life better. But not all of us are as lucky that the universe grants us a second chance. seriousness thanks again for your help because i would be dead now if it wasn't thanks to what you did it wasn't intentional so save your thanks for varian and wyatt well it wasn't intentional still something that you were a part of staircase you head back to your room damien you do anything while you're here by yourself damien will kind of wedge the door in such a way that it takes a bit more effort to open because he doesn't want to be bothered and just kind of i don't know you've never seen damien shrink in on himself he's always been larger than he stands as. He's always had that rage and that vibe that fills the room. And kind of in that moment, he just kind of crouches down, the wind buffeting his hair and his tattoos moving, and just stares out at the rest of the world. Almost pensive, rather than angry. kind of zooms in in the darkness. Tattoos kind of crawling across Damien's skin. Before it goes all to black, we open back on Wyatt by himself in his room. And Wyatt, would you like to do anything while you're by yourself? Pretty much just he takes off his uh his sword. He's basically just, like goes to the shower and just like tries to come up better than he can. Tries to purge the memory of reading the hentai out loud. Who the face we all want to forget about that. It was a romance novel. It was not a romance novel. Right, um pretty much shower, steaming into the into the void. Almost for about maybe two or three minutes, just get it out of his system, and then just like get like, sort of, like half changed again, and then just let learn learn his bed, just trying to try to relax and rest. Much. All right, 
Uh, well, with that then, uh, if everyone would like, we can do a long rest here for everyone who needs it. And so, at this point, everyone can regain your spell slots and all your health, finally. We flash forward eight hours. The one of you who actually needs eight hours of sleep gets eight hours of sleep, quiet, sleeping in his room, snoring away. Avery, you kind of just stare off into the void as you are then left another four hours of just quiet reflection time by yourself. And Virian, you also just get the uh, required trance time before you just kind of let the words of Terran just continue to echo over and over around in your head. Before you hear from outside in the hallway, uh, uh, it's, I guess, morning, morning, you three, four, I don't know, is Damien down here at, uh, morning? As you hear Aldrich out in the hallway. Just my dog and peek out <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, uh, Varian. Uh, so I can take you guys down to the cafeteria if you want to grab some breakfast. And then also uh, General Calypso uh, wanted to meet with all four of you if possible. Okay. Uh, well, um, I'll go wait out on the uh, landing. Um, uh, let you guys get ready. As Aldrich turns on his heel and goes and stands out down the hallway. Nope. He goes back and spends five minutes braiding his hair because it's very long. <laughs> well, I've heard the shouting and have got up. Um, Seeing his wounds have healed up somewhat. Um, get dressed, strap his morpher to his wrist and then put the, the sword on his belt and then head out into the hallway. Or his backpack. Avery? After he wakes up, Avery just spends like 15 minutes speed reading his um, lore book and other stuff about the arcane arts in is he's been thinking a lot about um, his magic and what he's done with Blade Song and stuff. So he goes over his spellbook and other books that he has before um, getting up and heading down to join the others, or at least seeing if you can actually find the others. You open up your door and you can see uh, Wyatt standing out in the little hallway waiting. As the five minute passes and Virian steps out into the hallway as well. Morning, guys. Morning, you two. So, um. Hey. I know it's in Damien. What's it yesterday? Right, I'm just gonna try and stay on his 
non-murderous side? Good idea. Is he okay, though? It's, it's kind of hard to read. Pen. Come back, pen. He's hard to read. I don't know him that well, though, to be honest. That's fair. Why are you varying? Pardon? Reading memoirs yesterday, is he normally like that? It's not really my place to talk about Damien in such a manner. I just want to make sure he's alright. I'll go and knock for him, but... And that, I will see you at breakfast. Oh, and um, Wyatt, can I have a word quickly? Um, yes, of course. Ava, catch you up. No, I'll start to head down the stairs so I don't eavesdrop on them. Yes, Yvonne? I'm sorry I spoke to you so harshly yesterday. Don't be uneasy there. I was wrong to do what I did. Oh. Lucky we had to be silent, otherwise I might have slapped you. And I would deserve worse than that. But... You're a good person, Vivian. It always gives Varian kind of a weird feeling being told he's a good person. Because, you know, he has a self-modulation will do that to you. <laughs> then again, Paran's words start echoing in his head. Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to go and see if Damien needs anything. Okay, I'll see you downstairs. Why will we'll leave head downstairs? Avery and Wyatt, you make your way back down the hallway and out onto the landing as Aldrich is standing out there. Uh, Therian, are you going to knock on the door here or are you going to go check the precipice? I'm going to go and knock on the door to the window. <laughs> precipice. Uh, Aldrich leads Avery and Wyatt down to the cafeteria, but we will follow Virian as you step out back onto the landing and head upstairs to the precipice once again. Uh, as you try to push against the door, you feel that it does have a bit more, kind of, it's a little stuck, it seems. Okay. Instead of trying to open it, it's probably pointless because of all the wind in there, but I will try knocking. Or try me using message, if Damien's close enough. Uh, roll me a d20. The seven. You kind of knock against the uh, door, and you can actually hear it echo uh, on the other side. As you actually can't hear wind uh, coming, it must be a calm part of the you know morning. As you can hear your knock echo throughout the open space, and you do not get a response, and you attempt to cast message, 
and you do not feel any presence of anyone in the actual precipice. I assume Damien wants to be left alone then, if he's in there. Um, oh, you can tell that there's no one in there at all. That it's completely oh. empty. And as you can tell it's empty, actually you unwedge the door and it kind of swings open easily and you can see that it's actually just completely empty. Is there any signs that Damien's been in here recently? Um, you can make an investigation check. See twelve plus four. Yes, twelve plus four, sixteen. Um, it's really hard to tell if anything or anyone was up here with the like the wind and the rain coming in here constantly and blowing about. Kind of everything gets moved about constantly, so you really can't tell anything. Do I get any kind of gut feeling that maybe Damien's done a runner? Uh, you can make an insight check. <laughs> yeah, that's still in single digits, so I'm gonna guess that's a no. Uh, as you kind of just think really to yourself, you really believe deep in your soul that if Damien was gonna do a runner, they would have at least said goodbye to you one more time. You're pretty sure. You feel it deep down somewhere. In that case, I'll go and find Avery Wyatt. You exit down the precipice, and as you reach the landing, you actually see a uh, kind of smaller woman standing on the landing uh, in a the black kind of suit with the minister's collar, just like Alistair's. Uh, with a big bushel of red, kind of just uh, curly hair. And you see her standing there. Oh, hello there. Hi, how you doing? Hello. Uh, you are Varian, uh, Alistair said. It's Varian. Oh, v oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Alistair can be a bit of a kind of idiot sometimes. Uh, I, I'm Evelina. She nice extends her hand out to you. Handshake. <laughs> you feel her handshake. Uh, for her size, it's her grip is surprisingly strong, and she gives you a quick couple, just three pumps up and down with it before taking her hand back. And you can see a big, wide smile cross her freckled face as she says, "You." Um, so they left me here. Uh, they already headed down to the cafeteria, but uh, I thought I'd wait here to lead you there. It's a bit confusing at times. Thank you. And you see Evelina turns on her heel and immediately begins to descend down these huge staircase. I will follow. Okay, so um, this is going to sound a little weird, but um, you have to tell me the truth. Is it true? Is what's true? And she stops and turns around and she looks at you and goes, Is, is that, is, is uh, that Wyatt? Actually a Power Ranger? Something inside Varian's head goes, Ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. I can't. And you see her just like a wide smile crosses her face. 
That was a TV show. It was a kid's show back when I was growing up here in Ulfam. I didn't know they were real. Neither did I. I'd never heard of them before I met Wyatt. This is the craziest stuff ever. Oh my gosh, it's been so boring around here lately. And now suddenly there's a Power Ranger here in the pyramid. And and Mr. Damien's got... Oh my gosh, this has just been wild. Oh, and you're still continuing down the staircase. As you can see now coming down into the Grand Hall. As Evelina kind of just bouncing down the stairs. Just kind of... You can't even hear what she's saying anymore. As she is just kind of just rattling off so much, like, just verbiage so quickly that you can't even keep up with it anymore. But we flash forward to Avery and Wyatt as you are being led by Alistair. Uh, You head down a different hallway than the medical examiner's hallway. And you head, keep going down straight until you turn and you head through a big set of double doors. And as you open the doors, you see sitting at a far table, Damien, with a pot of coffee, two pots of coffee in front of them, and just a glass as you see them just just slam their cup back. Oh, I see Damien. Wow, you're a quick study, man. Found your way down here already, huh? Evelina showed me the other day. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess Damien can show you guys the ropes. Um, no. At, well, okay, he, right. He didn't have to do anything. It, kitchen's in the back. You two look pretty intelligent. You could figure it out. Um, as I said, if possible, uh, General Calypso would like to have a meeting with all four of you after you all have some breakfast. Same office? Uh, yes. Yes, Damien. Fine. Um, uh, and once again, Alistair, this time, he almost does like a curtsy as he's really not sure how to say, like, he's just not used to not people from the minister, from the band being here. He's not dealt with a lot of other people and he kind of just leaves the room, uh, leaving you three alone. Avery will just get himself a, get himself some coffee because he's come to realize that he doesn't he doesn't need to eat at this point, but he still likes his coffee. So he'll get himself some coffee, sit down on the table, not next to Damien, so like their own space. So like, is it just like a square table? So like you walk in. Table. Sorry, I didn't explain this room to you. You walk into a huge, grand, like mess hall style room. Uh, the ceilings are, you know, way up there. As you walk in, it's just multiple square tables with benches on them. It almost looks like another, if you go back to thinking about the mess hall back at the Overlook Hotel, it kind of looks a little bit like that, but a little bit more military style, a little bit more sparse, not as grand and, you know, gesture as more just being workable and easy to clean. Uh, but Damien is sitting alone at one of the multiple tables and Avery, you walk back and you can smell, even though you don't need it, the food. And you walk through another big set of double doors into a huge kitchen area and you see multiple other pots of coffee on. And as you walk up, you grab a pot of coffee, a uh, mug appears for you and you can walk back out and take a spot somewhere else along the square table if you would like or a different table. Yeah, I'll I get black coffee and I'm going to sit on the opposite side of Damien's table 
to either the left or the right, depending on where. If he's sitting on the left, I'll sit on the right, sort of thing. So diagonally on the opposite side. Put put the mug down. Get the book up book I was reading back out and say very was looking for you by the way but I'm guessing you should be down in a minute you just kind of get a dead stare of acknowledgement whenever he's already back deep into his book of magical lore Wyatt what do you do Wife in the kitchen, he is putting together some sandwiches. Nice. What kind of hash, sandwiches? Hash browns with bacon, sausage, and plenty of what looks like ketchup. It's, it's like, actually blood. It's, maybe it's point. Who knows at this point in a song? Who knows? It's like, like bread, meat, hash browns, bread, and that's just like repeats, like three or four, and Puts it all on one plate, grabs his own pot of coffee, and heads through, and then sits at the next table to not piss Damien off. Wyatt, as you're in this kitchen, you're opening drawers, and just magically, whatever kind of, it seems, whatever food you think of, just kind of appears, and you have the ingredients in front of you for whatever you want to make, and the stove is just instantly hot, and you make all of these breakfast sandwiches for you, and you just have a full, like, platter full of them, as you balance them in one hand, you grab a pot of coffee and a mug with another, and you walk out back into the room, seeing where Damien's sitting, and going like opposite of that to a different table to uh, you know keep some distance, but still within talking distance, if in case you need to say something to them. As I was um, leaving the kitchen, uh, in my head, actually, pretty out loud, I probably mutter, "Almost as good as Ernie's." before sitting down at the table. And as you sit down at the table, Wyatt, Birian, Evelina leads you down the hall and she points uh, through the doors right there uh, is the cafeteria. Uh, through the back doors is the kitchen. Uh, anything you want, it'll just appear. It's really cool stuff, but you don't have to worry about that. Um, I don't know if anyone told you but after breakfast, uh, General Calypso was hoping to have a meeting with all four of you. So hopefully that's cool. Uh, it's just in her office. Uh, Damien should know where it is. So um, also tell Damien, uh, I hope he's doing okay. I'm, tell him I'm thinking about him, okay? Okay. Thank you for bringing me here. And she once again gives you a wide smile. And it's the first time her kind of frizzy red hair kind of covered it. But as she smiles, kind of like her cheeks move it away, and you see the all-black eye of just the inky black void that she has as a minister of the Watch. And it kind of is a little off-putting as she smiles at you so genuinely, but still you see this void of an eye here. And as she turns, she says, Hopefully we'll run into each other again soon, Virian! And she kind of just walks off down the hallway. Right, okay. <laughs> Virian doesn't say that out loud, that's me. <laughs> And Arian will make his way into Thor in search of leaf water or tea. Arian, you walk into the massive cafeteria and you can see Damien and Avery sitting at the same table, but kind of in opposite corners of it so that they're diagonal from each other. And then you can see by himself at another table, 
Uh, Avery and Damien are just slamming coffee, not eating any food. And at the other table, you see Wyatt consuming all of these delicious-looking breakfast sandwiches that you can smell actually do smell quite fucking delicious as you feel your stomach rumble in hunger. I mean, maybe this is more me, but the sound of white sandwiches is making me feel slightly nauseous. It's like, it sounds so greasy. <laughs> well, the look of them isn't good, but you don't know that they're just, you know, sandwiches at this point. At this point, you can just smell like the sausage in the hash brown. I'd like to put out benefit of the tape. This is what I was eating at EGX last year. You didn't complain once. I wasn't really looking at your plate. <laughs> I was wondering why the scrambled eggs were so rubbery. That's a fair comment. <laughs> they were also, not. Also, Damien and Virion have traumatic memories associated with hash browns. <gasps> ah, yes, yes. I've also always headcanoned that Virion either very rarely eats meat or is probably some kind of vegetarian. So. I will go in search of tea. And anything resembling fruit, I suppose. Mirian, you make your way into the kitchen and you see a uh, gold pot and it's just, you can already tell that it's uh, labeled water. Uh, and you grab a pot of boiling water and then as you look to the left of the counter, suddenly appearing in front of you is a little stand with a whole bunch of tea bags on it. And then a large mug appears in front of you as well. Okay. And then, as you reach down, you open one of the drawers, and you can see a whole bushel of fruit kind of just appears. I'll take just plain black tea for now, and probably just randomly select some fruit, because looking at the tea mug is making Varian feel just a little uncomfortable, but tea is good and calming, part of the morning ritual. So he'll take it anyway. (laughs) And then go and sit... The seating arrangements in this far awkward. Somewhere-ish? Within like 15 foot of Damien, I suppose. So you're not gonna sit with Wyatt, and you're not gonna sit at the table with Avery and Damien. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you grab a table, two tables down, so you're like straight ahead on the same side of the room as Damien. But you left the whole table as an intermediary between you and Damien and Avery's table. I love how Damien's the one that's been here for like hours and they've just chosen to sit in the most awkward way possible because of his reputation. Well, Varian feels like Damien would prefer some space. You get, a, you get like a slight smile when you walk in because it's like, hello. And then I continue doubting coffee. Yeah, and now you all sit together, well, sort of together, but alone, the four of you in this cafeteria, enjoying your air quotes breakfasts. Now that I've rested, can I try and call Julius again? Cat, get off. Uh, you can. Please uh, roll me a d20. Keep trying until it kills me. Thirteen. Avery, roll me a perception check. Twenty-seven. Avery, as you read your book, suddenly you feel an odd, just like, like twitch of magic. Not 
and it doesn't feel like anything you've ever felt. And it's, you don't even know it's full on, it's, it's hard to place, but you feel this twitch as you turn your head and you see uh, Damien kind of closing his eyes and his brow furrowing as you see a small trickle of blood trickle out of his right nostril and Julius does not appear. I wouldn't push Damien on it. I'll just... I mean... Every probably sort of... Like... In... Probably noticeable that Avery felt it, because it, like, took his mind off his book for a second, but he'll go back to reading it, because he's not trying to pry on Damien's things. As I, as I said, Avery assumes everyone would sit at the same table. So that's why he sat here. Damien, as you feel the bit of blood uh, pour down or just trickle down your face, you suddenly feel a piercing feeling on the back of your neck. And you, for a second, see the all-white room. And you hear just the sound of And then you flash back, and you're once again in the cafeteria, and there's no more pain in the back of your neck. How familiar is this pain in the back of my neck? You've never felt it before. Damien, everyone probably hears Damien snarl, and then he goes to, I don't know, chug more coffee. He's run out in these two giant tubs. You all see Damien lift up a pot of coffee, go to pour a glass, nothing comes out. They literally slam the pot back down on the table before you hear a snarl. They stand up, turn around, and storm into the kitchen, get looking for another pot of coffee. That's not mine if you wanted. Does anyone notice the blood trail? <laughs> Since he's right there, uh, it's it's a slow trickle. It's not pouring out of your face this time. It's just more of a drip. Avery, you definitely do see that they did drip some blood on their way towards the kitchen. Damien, you find yourself alone in the kitchen. Your nose slightly bleeding, but. As you look about the kitchen, you feel more, you feel as if Julius was here, though he isn't, but you can feel the power of Julius as you feel like your vision is so acute right now, as you can see every like crumb in this room, as you look about and you can just feel the just the power that Julius grants you just like amplify almost in a way, but Julius isn't here. But you can feel the power of Julius and you feel the blood from your nose actually stop. 
<laughs> I have something to say, your majesty. Maybe fucking say it instead of giving me nosebleeds and riddles. Put the empty pot away and go back to the others. Grab another pot of coffee and walk back out into the eerily silent cafeteria as the three of them do all look at you as you walk back out of the kitchen as it is the only noise and it's hard to not look towards a banging noise in absolute silence. When you're done... We'll go see the general. Um. I don't even dignify why it with a look. <laughs> um. Um. Is there anything else anyone would like to do here at breakfast? Is Wyatt actually making the um noise every time he takes a bite? No, but at the same time, <laughs> it's just to imply that Ryan just eating his sandwich quietly, tries, but I didn't know what else noise to make apart from a slurping sandwich sandwich, not to the point. Please do not make the slurping sign. That. That's, right. That's why I thought an armor would, would suffice. <laughs> Alright, so nothing else for breakfast? No, why is it now full? We then kind of fast travel through the most awkward 45 minute breakfast ever where no one actually says anything to each other and all just kind of sit by themselves and then as Wyatt polishes off his last sandwich Virion finishes his tea and both Avery and Damien find themselves fully satiated from the coffee Damien stands up and looks at everyone and you all kind of know that it's time to go Comfy shuts Bud, puts it back in back, puts it back in component bag. Again, General Calypso has an aura that attracts people to her. So, you know. I don't like it, and she knows to stay as far away from me as she can when in a room, but it's not intentional on her part, so please don't be hostile to the person who's housing you. Just a heads up. What kind of aura? Well, you know... You know my reaction to you not going into the Jade Panda, right? Yes. She somehow made me moderately interested in her as a person. Huh. Yeah. Very gay confusion. <laughs> <laughs> if, it can, if it can hit if it can hit the ace arrow maniac, it can hit the gay. <laughs> Here I am. 
Thanks for warning me. Jamie's just going to turn on his heel and lead the way. Are you all following? Well, it will be. You all stand up from the breakfast tables, follow Damien back out into the hall, who leads you back to the main hall for turning and heading back through the back, basically straight through the pyramid to the back wall, heading down another hallway straight back till ascending a small staircase and heading to a door. Are you going to knock, Damien, or are you just going to walk in? I'm going to knock because... Is the general, and also it'll give her time to position herself away from me. <laughs> Damien, you knock on the door before you hear General Calypso's voice. Yes, please come in. I open the door and kind of gesture for the others to go in. Go in, I guess. Well, go in. You all step into a pretty large office space and you can see a huge table covered in maps in front of you. And as you look up, you see that the table is actually surrounded by six individuals at this point. Um, a few you recognize, you see uh, Evelina and General Calypso at this table. Damien, you recognize them as well as you, Virian. Uh, and also, as you look, you do see that you recognize some of the others from the meeting, Damien, from up on the dais. You didn't hear them speak, but you do re remember seeing them. As you see a very beautiful woman, her uh, minister's collar, uh, just an actual collar, as then she's wearing a very deep V-cut, uh, long black dress, uh, very pale skin, long uh, black hair, as she stands at this table, you also see a very uh, bulky man standing at this table with a very bushy beard, uh, very scraggly brown hair, and you can see his like amber eye that he has beside the deep black void eye that they all have. Uh, he is dressed in kind of like ripped and kind of tattered clothes. And then you see two other individuals uh, almost identical to each other as you see them with long, blonde hair and very just pristine skin. Uh, the only difference between the two of them is one has very light pale skin, the other a very deep olive skinned individual with long blonde hair and you can see them with uh, feathery white wings uh, kind of clasped over their shoulders, uh, folded about to make it look like they're wearing an overcoat as you see these six people standing at a table. General Calypso looks up at you all. Well, hello. Welcome to the Resistance. Avery, Virian, and Wyatt, as you hear Calypso's voice, you immediately feel your heart kind of skip a beat just from the very words. And both Avery and Virian, as you feel your heart feel this way, you also feel a deep pain of betraying the one you truly loved. 
as you feel this kind of just rip at you as her voice like pulls you towards her as her just smile like lights up the room even with the all black void eye she is still absolutely the most gorgeous woman you've ever seen is this kind of being charmed because as an elf i have like advantage against this type of thing it is not a charm huh. it is a very it's indescribable as it makes you feel as you feel this power draw you towards the three of you look at General Calypso. Uh, please, please, come sit. We have much to talk about, not much time. Sit. See. All right, we'll spin the chair around and sit. Ah, oh, what an asshole. Damien will stay leaning against a wall. It's how Wyatt sits down! And the Captain America is stating dominance pose. As you all sit down, sans Damien, you see Trump Clipso. Please, I should introduce you to my compatriots. Uh, This is, she points, Evelina, for those who have not, you have not met her. Uh, as she says that, she actually points over your shoulder, and of course you have all met Aldric. As you look over, and Aldric has basically made his way into the room and is standing at attention uh, at the door, staring at all of you. And he kind of just has a wave of his hand. Um, this uh, to my right, and she points to the large, burly man, is Minos. Uh, the woman here to my left is Hamera, and the twins over there are Ki and Draslava. What's the woman to the left of her look like? Uh, Evelina? Or Hamera? That's the woman with the deep cut um, dress on. And then the twins are both wearing kind of uh, light blue tunics that are pretty long uh, with a self or kind of like a silk belt wearing them. Well, even though the council uh, denied getting involved with this situation, I refuse to stand by and watch this realm be destroyed or eaten alive or whatever is happening out there. My mother and my, well, my stepmother and my father would never have stood for it. And you see the woman with the deep V-cut dress kind of look at you all and as she looks at you all, you can see a set of fangs as she smiles and she goes, I afraid I am much too experienced in what a plague can do to a dimension. As vampirism ravaged our entire earth, spread throughout the entire cosmos, destroying so much. I 
could not vote with the other ministers and stand idly by. I stand with General Calypso. General Calypso kind of looks to the four of you. So I know this is probably a lot and I don't truly know where we go from here, but are you in? And that is where we will end this week's adventure in Escape from Wolfarm. Thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of uh, of Dungeons and Junkies. Um, we'll go on the table now and um, just give our social information. And we'll start with Chad. Hello, I'm Chad, and today I played insert name here and i had a very wonderful time doing it i hope you enjoyed me playing insert name here if you would like to hear me on any other podcast check me out on visionaries global media and of course you want to follow me on twitter you can do so at chad's underscore mind or at vftr 2p0 always a good time caitlin what up mortals I'm Caitlin. Uh, I've I've been here. <laughs> That's my. I run a separate TTRPG podcast featuring all of these wonderful lot called Dice and Suffering. It's where my D and D campaign is. It's also where we play Blades in the Dark, featuring clowns and hookers and lasagna. And no, none of that makes sense. It barely makes sense to me, and I, I listen to it. I also write articles about games and mental health on themindgame.org. Woo. End transmission. Kerry. Hello, I'm Kerry. Like everyone else here, I don't really have any big projects going on. I'm just the one they kind of can't get rid of. Anyway, I'm Shira Beans on Twitter, where I lurk a lot and post very little. But I also get to supervise the Dungeons and Junkies art Instagram, which is just Dungeon Junkies on Instagram. Goodbye. See you later. Alex. Yes, I am Alex, and I play insert name here as to copy Chaz's trend because that was a pretty cool trend. Uh, you can find me at Spiderbread UK on Twitter. You can find our main show at Game Junkies Pod, and you can find this ever-growing collection of Dungeons and Dragons content on Dungeons and Junkies. Indeed, you can find me at Matt at UK. Thank you again to everybody for listening. Thank you, everybody who's playing. And uh, we're out of here. This podcast was brought to you by me, Chad, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Mad Attack Productions.